Hi, everyone. My name is Amanda Lee Love, and I'm a registered holistic nutritionist who works with those with fibromyalgia. And today's guest is Chris. So welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm happy to be here. I know you and I have been trying to connect for a long time, so I'm really excited that it has worked out for us to get together and have a conversation. Yeah, and we're, and we're in the same city, so that's great also. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you get started? So I became a certified herbalist back in 2009. But it was actually 2008 uh, when I started my training. And I didn't grow up around anything natural. I didn't grow up using herbs. Um, But at the time, my youngest daughter was seven years old. Mm -hmm. And she woke up one day with a tummy ache, which is not normally a big deal. Kids get tummy aches all the time, right? Right. Um, And so, you know, whatever, right? You know, gave her some stuff, sent her to school. She came home early crying that day. And, and the tummy ache continued for about three or four days Mm -hmm. and she was not really wanting to eat. And she was a tiny thing. She was at seven years old. She, I think she only weighed not even 40 pounds. She was super tiny. So for her to not eat was a big deal. Yeah. And so after about four days, you know, your mom tuition kicks in and you're like, okay, something's not right. Well, The only upbringing that I had at that point was if something's wrong, you go to the pediatrician, right? So I took her to the pediatrician and they proceeded to run a whole bunch of pretty invasive tests on this little seven-year-old, which, uh, you know, I'll shorten this, like what could be a really long story, but she went through probably nine months of many rounds of blood work, which, you know, is really traumatic for a kid to have, you know, vials, vials of blood work taken, um, upper GI, um, ultrasounds, CAT scans, endoscopies, all to just tell me over and over, well, I don't know, she has inflammation, here's an antacid. And, you know, something in me was like, okay, this just doesn't sound right. I'm just going to put my kid on an antacid at seven and leave her there. And it wasn't even helping. So at the time I was um, in the cosmetology industry, I was doing nails. And so I had a client who came in and she um, said, you know, can I, she was into like natural stuff now. And she said, can I make a few suggestions of some things to give her? And I was like, yeah, sure. And in my head, I'm going, it's not going to work. And this woman was kind of nuts because she worked for one of those naturopathic doctors, you know, that was weird. right? (laughs) So, but I was like, okay, fine. Nothing else has worked. So I'll go ahead and I'll get the four things. It was three or four things that she had recommended. So I, I go to Sprouts and I pick these things up and I give them to my daughter and Amanda, seriously, three days later, she finally had no pain. Now this child had been in pain every day for nine months. Oh my, that's and so she woke up, she had no pain. She went to school, she ate normally. And I had to really take a step back and look at what am I missing here? Right. Like it, it shifted my whole worldview of, of what I felt about um, caring 
for our health. And so it was at that point that I started to research the things that I gave her. Like, you know, I didn't do that before I gave it to her, but I started to research yeah. it after. And several of them were herbs. And, you know, so that I just went down this rabbit hole <laughs> of studying herbs and it led me to go to herbalism school and my entire world changed. And we began to care for our family in a very natural and holistic way and understanding that food matters and um, that we have more options beyond just running to the doctor and getting a pill. And it was incredible. And now I'm, uh, let's see, uh, almost 12 years later and it's been fantastic. That's awesome. And your daughter's doing great and everything. Yeah, she, yeah, she has, she did not ever have a, a reoccurrence of that. Um, now she does have like some autoimmune, uh, which I do as well. Yeah. And so, you know, we always have to work holistically with supplements and herbs and diet and that kind of thing. A lot of what, you know, you teach to your listeners all the time, you know, lifestyle and diet and all of that. And so we work with that with her um, and uh, yeah, she's doing really good. She's now 20. So <laughs> it's awesome that you had the, you, you were like, oh, something I need to research this more and you are now doing it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's been, it's been really incredible. Um, and then now I teach herbalism. So I teach um, classes for any skill level or interest level all the way up to those who want to become a certified herbalist because they just feel so strongly that I was given this knowledge and it's my responsibility to then pass that on to others who are looking for that other way right because they're we were not taught that it's the other way in society Right, right. We just go straight to the doctor. Right. And that's fine for, for some things. You know, I'm not one yeah. who, who goes, you know, <laughs> oh, don't ever go to the doctor. You know, I'm, I'm very eclectic and I feel very strongly that each system of medicine, whether it's conventional modern medicine or traditional herbal medicine or traditional Chinese medicine or Ayurveda, any of those medicine systems, each one of them has a time and a place, right? Yeah, that's totally true. Yeah, and you just have to understand when you're studying a traditional medicine system where it fits, right? And so these traditional medicine systems like Western herbalism or Chinese medicine or Ayurveda, um, you know, they're really, really good at prevention. Right. Um, just like, like nutrition, you know, food is medicine also. And so prevention, supporting the body and its functions at the cellular level, right? Yeah. Bringing harmony and balance back to body systems and back to yeah. organs, right? So the body can do what it's supposed to do. Right. But when things go wrong and they're past a certain point or something is life-threatening, that's where modern conventional medicine really shines. You know, they don't have anything for prevention for us. They, they absolutely do not. No. Um, but they're for life-saving. And, you know, it's like, I always joke around and say, 
you know, I, I love my herbs, but if I got hit by a bus, don't give me an herb, take me to the hospital. All right. right. Isn't that the truth? There's a yeah. time and place for everything in life. That's right. Right. And even, you know, like I'll get, you know, I, I went for a few years where I was getting bronchitis every year. And um, I could tell by the way I started to get sick that, that something was, that it was coming. Right. And so I would do all my herbs and supplements that I could right up front. But if it got to a certain point, I knew it was now bigger than me and right. I needed to go to the doctor. Right. And so you just have to, you have to know that, that everything has its time, its place, and everything is right and good in the way that it's supposed to be used. So it's been, it's been really great to live with that mindset. It's a wonderful mindset to have. So tell us you, um, so what kind of herbs can we look into for like stress and anxiety? Because we're going yeah, through a going through such a hard time and especially in this past year and it's still continuing. Yeah. Gosh, it's been an entire year. Yeah. More than an entire year now. That's right. Crazy. Of yeah. kind of a stress level. None of us ever would have anticipated. Right. And, you know, for like, I work at home. So at first I thought no big deal. I'm home anyway. You know, what does quarantine matter to me? I'm always at home. Right. <laughs> But it, there's, there's a lot of mindset that, it, or a lot of mind shifts that happened over this last year that were really stressful and seeing people um, that were at risk that did get sick, you know, people had family members and loved ones who passed away, um, either from the virus or anything else. I mean, anytime you have a loss, that's a stress, right? Um, yeah. not having a job or maybe your job got really busy. Um, so stress is rampant and the mental health, um, conversation is really important. And there are a lot of things that we can do with herbs to help support how our nervous system is responding to everything going on around us. And there are some really simple things that we can be doing. now again, this is, you know, after you make sure you've got your diet locked down, right? right. You're eating yeah. really good food. Um, you have to be moving. So I don't like to call it exercise because that makes people go, oh, I don't want to exercise. I don't <laughs> like to exercise, right? But yeah. some kind of movement every day, um, making sure that you have really good sleep. Now, when you're stressed, you're not going to have really good sleep. That just no. is, yeah, it just gets messed up. And so- you know, we go back to these herbs that can balance us at a cellular level. And probably my absolute favorite one to recommend to people is chamomile. And I love that because it's easily accessible for everyone, right? right. And even people who've never like thought about herbs before, they know what chamomile tea is. Right. Right. And so you can get it at the grocery store. You can grow it in your garden if you like to grow things. You know, there's a lot of ways that you can get chamomile. And just making simple tea with it is so lovely. It's such a, it's a plant that is very calming. You know, most people get introduced to it, drinking it at night before bed because it is so calming. But you really can drink chamomile tea all throughout the day. And, you know, it's, it also supports the immune system, 
because when our, when our body is going through a lot of chronic stress, which we've all been under now for 12, 14 months, um, the immune system starts to suffer. And so that's one of the beautiful things about chamomile is it calms the nervous system, kind of dials things down a couple of notches, but also supports the immune system because it's um, antiviral and, and antibacterial to some degree. Um, and it supports good digestion. It's, it's what we call a mild bitter and herbs that have bitter properties stimulate the production of all the digestive juices, right? right. So yeah. enzymes and hydrochloric acid and all of that. And so we really get such great well-rounded benefit from something as simple as chamomile. And I just think that's awesome. I think that's awesome too, because it's, it's not that hard to do and it doesn't take a lot of time. Right, right. right. And making a cup of tea, that in itself can be medicine. Just the ritual. Yeah, just doing it. Yeah, because most of us, we get super busy and, you know, I'm I'm that way. So I force myself to drink tea just for the opportunity to slow down a little bit. And I'll tell you why. (laughs) This is how you make, this is how I want you to make the perfect cup of herbal tea. Doesn't matter what herb you're using. Perfect cup of herbal tea. Here's your instructions. Okay. And so this is benefit for you in the medicine that you're drinking, but also just the ritual. Okay. So first you're going to boil your water. So that takes a couple of minutes, right? So during that time that you're going to boil water, I want you to get out your prettiest teacup. And if you have a saucer that it goes on, go ahead and get that right. Cause you want this to to feel good, right? And when something is pretty, yeah. it feels good. So while the water's boiling, you're getting out your prettiest teacup. Water is done. Now you're gonna put your chamomile tea bag into your cup and pour the hot water over that tea bag. And then I want you to take a small plate and set that on top of your cup, okay? And you're gonna leave that covered while that steeps, okay? Now you can steep anywhere from five to 15 minutes. The longer that you steep that, the more medicinal it gets, okay? So the shorter you steep it, it, it's a beautiful beverage, right? Very flavorful. But the longer we steep it, it gets more medicinal. So the point of the plate on there also is so that the volatile oils, those Like when you smell chamomile, it's very fragrant, right? When you're making chamomile tea, what you're smelling, all that aroma is volatile oils or what most people would know of as essential oils, okay? And when those are evaporating out of the cup, we're losing medicine, okay? So you put the plate on the cup and it's going to condensate on the bottom of that plate and drop back into solution in your tea. So you're keeping all that really important medicine in your tea, okay? So now now you're spending seven to 15 minutes steeping tea, right? This is also time where you should be just calm and reflecting. Don't be running around and throwing laundry in, right? Just get ready for your tea. Now steeping is done. Take your plate off, 
sit somewhere comfortable where maybe you can look outside or you have a candle going and just spend five to 10 minutes drinking your tea, enjoying the tea and feeling how that tea feels in the body and in the mind. So now you've really taken this <laughs> cup of tea and stretched this out to say 20, 25 minutes, right? <laughs> yeah. If you want to do that. <laughs> but it gives you that, it, you get a mental break. That's right. That's right. right. Go sit outside. I mean, we're in Arizona, so it's beautiful right now. So, oh yeah. Take your <laughs> cup of tea outside and listen to the birds. I mean, what a great mental break from everything we have going on. Now, I understand that somebody listening is going to go, girl, I do not have 25 minutes to sit and drink a cup of tea, right? <laughs> and I get that. And so well, even if you just spend five minutes drinking your tea, um, you're still going to be getting the great benefits of chamomile. Right. But, you know, that slow down time is really important if, if you can kind of build that in even once a day. Right. right. Isn't that true? If you have time to go on social media, then you have time to <laughs> relax and make your cup of tea. That's right. We like to say we don't have time, but then when I look at how much screen time I have, I'm like, oh, wow. <laughs> I know. Isn't it like, oh, and then now that we're all at home doing everything, it's like even worse than ever. Yeah. Yeah. And I really, over this last year, I really did have to, like, I had to stop watching the news and I had to yeah, I, I had to cut a lot of media out because it was too much. It was overwhelming. And I found myself being um, angry and judgmental. Yeah. And I was like, I, I don't want to be this way. This isn't who I am. And it's not so, in our personalities. Right, right. So, I mean, you know, you have to make those kind of choices too, right? Like what is healthy for me and what is kind of toxic? And Yeah, I... Yeah shit that's talking. yeah I mean you start in the beginning I was like watching the news and I was watching like the updates and then after a while I'm like this is just a waste of time I can't control this so why am I still watching so yeah. I'm like I gotta stop yeah that's a good point like can you control whatever's going on um by sitting and taking that in all day. And if, there, if there's nothing you can do about that globally, right? No, you can't do it. Then <laughs> let it go. You have to let it go. It's, it's like, it drains your energy. And then like you said, our immune system isn't going to work because we're so stressed out. Right. Right. And, you know, I found at a certain point, um, you know, I was not sleeping well and I'd wake up in the middle of the night, my mind would be racing. And so I had to like step back and go, okay, I got to turn to my herbs. I, I need to turn all this noise off first. Right. Right. And then I, I need to step back and I need to turn to my herbs. And so it was things like chamomile. Um, another one I really love is lemon balm. And that grows really easy in your garden. If, or like I have it growing in my kitchen, um, just in a pot in my front window. And so, you know, you can just snip a little bit of that off each day and make tea from that. You can add that to chamomile. And that's really lovely. It has a slight lemon scent mm -hmm. and flavor. 
Um, it's in the mint family. So it's, it is also very aromatic. Um, and the way I look at lemon balm is it lifts the spirits like the, the rays of sunshine will come and shine on your head. Like, have you ever woken up one day and you just feel blah and you don't really know why, but it, everything just seems gloomy and cloudy. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And you can't put your finger on it. It's just, you're just gloomy. Right. Lemon balm kind of shoes those clouds apart so that the sun can shine through again. Oh, I love that. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. I'm definitely so, do that. So, you know, when you're feeling a certain way, like if you're picking, like we have personalities and so do plants, right? And so like chamomile is different. Chamomile tends to be when you're feeling kind of um, whiny, right? Like think of a toddler that doesn't feel good and they get, they get kind of whiny. I get like that when I'm sick, I get whiny. I mean. (laughs) <laughs> I have a niece and she's 19 months. So yeah. yeah. And you so you know how they get, and we get whiny, yeah. right? When when there's things out of our control and we're frustrated and we've had enough and we'll whine. And so that's yeah. when you want to pick up chamomile is when you need to stop whining, right? Like right. calm down, stop whining, everything's gonna be okay, right? You want lemon balm when things are just gloomy and you've lost your motivation and nothing is bright the way it should be. And lemon balm will, will let that sun come through again. So those are two that I really love. And then another one that I love is passion flower. Um, now passion flower, if you're drinking it by itself, um, does taste a little, um, I say it tastes green, which means it tastes a little bit grassy. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> but you could mix that with chamomile, which is, uh, has a nice sweet flavor or with the lemon balm. If, if you don't like passion flower just by itself and passion flower is really calming to the nervous system to help us sleep. It really quiets that worrying mind that, that mind that is always chattering and yeah. concerned about what might be. Right. right. And so passion flower helps us to kind of turn that uh, recording off that is just constantly going in the head. Right. So if you feel anxious a lot, passion flower is the herb for the anxious mind or the anxious heart. Right. So those are three really awesome ones that I turn to often. Um, and then you know, when you're under a lot of stress too, we can be really, um, and, and I find this, you tell me if you feel this way, cause this is, I, I relate this to my, uh, autoimmune. So I have, um, Hashimoto's thyroiditis. Yeah. I also have fibromyalgia. Yeah. So, um, I get really, um, you know, I'm go, go, go. Like I push myself all the time. Right. And so at night I can be super exhausted, but have a hard time falling asleep because of everything I had done through the day. And then sometimes when you wake up, even if you had a lot of sleep, you just don't always feel ready to wake up. Right. Right. So, um, that's super common for a lot of people with autoimmune, um, 
And so there's two herbs that I love for that kind of an individual. Um, the first one's called rhodiola. Okay. And I recommend that one in the morning for people because it is super uplifting and energetic and bright and sunny. Um, And it's what we call an adaptogen. And so adaptogens help the body adapt to stress, right? And recover from it. Yeah. So I love that in the morning. And then at night, I recommend ashwagandha. Now, ashwagandha is calming, but it's, it's a very strong and grounding herb. So where rhodiola lifts you up to the sky in the morning, mm-hmm. ashwagandha brings you back to earth and plants your feet firmly on the ground and helps th- the balance of those two then helps you go to sleep at night. That ashwagandha at night is really incredible. Uh, because of that, that grounding downward energy. And so I have a lot of people that will take those two herbs that way, rhodiola in the morning and ashwagandha at night. And even like day one, they say, oh my gosh, I haven't slept that good in ages. Wow. That's awesome. Now there is a, a certain percentage of people where ashwagandha can be stimulating. Right. So, like say, anything. Like- yeah. Like anything. Right. <laughs> so, um, I would say the first time you try ashwagandha, try it in the morning. And if it doesn't make you sleepy, then, or if it makes you energetic, I should say, then keep it as a morning herb instead. Um, Because what I would hate for somebody to do is the very first time they take ashwagandha, they call me up and go, oh my gosh, I was up all (laughs) night. I'm never taking that again. (laughs) (laughs) So try it in the morning see how you feel with it. If it doesn't make you super energetic, go ahead and take it at night and see how you like it. That's awesome. Um, is there anything else you would like to share? Oh gosh. Um, you know, really just as we're coming out of this stressful time and, and still recognizing that there are stressors that are still going to be around I mean, we all have stress no matter what, right? But yeah, I say, you know, this is a time for us to really think about what do we want to go back to? What do we want to be normal in our life again? Um, and what, what quality of, of your life do you want to carry into the rest of this year and really come to a place of, um, understanding that it's super important to nurture yourself right and nourish your soul and you know if you've been really busy and really stressed this is the time to take up a hobby you used to have that would just light up your soul but maybe you got too busy for it we got to get back to doing those things those things that really connect us again to who we are um, instead of us just being people who work yeah so even I if would, yeah we can't be we can't just be people who work right <laughs> even if it's something simple like picking up a book or something I mean right yeah right I think I mean, one of the hardest questions somebody asked me one time this was years ago 
when I was in my super workaholic phase and somebody asked me, uh, they didn't say, Hey, you know, hi, what do you do for work? They said, hi, what do you do for fun? Well, that's a good question to start and with. <laughs> it like, knocked well, me for a loop though, because I didn't have anything I did for fun. Yeah. And I, that was like, I was like, um, I'm going to have to get back to you. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, life has to change. <laughs> I mean, that's what I'm trying. I'm trying to be more like, I got to do more fun this year. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, I, uh, I'm committed to at least one hike a month because that gets me out away right. from the computer, from the cell phone, right? It's out yeah. in nature. You don't have to think about anything else, but the nature and everything around you. So yeah, yeah. that's awesome. So I find we all need to get back to taking care of ourselves and <laughs> our mental state. I agree. I agree a lot. So where can everyone find you? Okay, so um, you can find me at my website, which is herbalwisdominstitute.com. That's my herbalism school. Uh, You can also uh, follow Herbal Wisdom Institute on Facebook. Um, And if you have questions and you email through that website or you message through Facebook, that'll come directly to me and I'm happy to connect and answer questions and um, I would encourage people who are maybe thinking like, oh, I need to shift the way I look at how I care for myself. Um, check out the classes on the website. There is um, a, the one I recommend you start with is Herbal Medicine Basics. It's a six video course. Um, and in that course, I go through all like foundational information about herbal medicine and why we use it. And then I go through body systems And we talk about the most common health challenges we all face at home right? and what you can do at home, even with things from your own kitchen spice cabinet. And it's all online. So no excuses not to do it. That's right. (laughs) And we have time and and most of us are a little tired of TV and Netflix and stuff. That's right. So why as well be learning? That's right. Use your screen time to learn. <laughs> right. So I'll put all those in the show notes. And thank you so much for coming on. I learned so much and I believe my audience will too. And thank you. Thank you so much for having me. This was really great. It was nice to sit and chat with you. Yeah, it was great chatting with you. <laughs>